This is a Hoff Studios podcast. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Michael Ellison. Michael Ellison. Michael Ellison. It's a very sick edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast this week. That is I am sick. I, I am a little under the weather. I had a date this past weekend with a nanny. And it was going well. But the problem with hanging out with a nanny is that they hang out with a lot of kids. And kids are disgusting uh, fucking vessels of disease and filth and dirt and viruses they uh yeah so the kids got her sick and then she spread it to me and now I've been sick for the past few days just pounding emergency this podcast is actually brought to you by emergency it's a great product I actually highly recommend it it's not really brought to you by it but it is brought to you by it in the sense that the only reason I feel well enough to not like hack up a lung or fucking have to blow my nose every 10 seconds is thanks to emergency a very good uh natural vitamin uh immune system booster for those that aren't aware it's got an orange flavor to it it's it's rather it's pleasant you mix it with some water Get that, get that agua in you. You get the proper, you know, some vitamins, whatever. What's in this shit? Vitamin, uh, what do they call it? Vitamin C. Vitamin C, zinc, whatever else. All right, enough with the re- the, the, the ad for emergency. We can actually start the, the show. And well, today I uh I had a delivery I had to take to uh the local diner. And uh, the diner right now they're shut down for renovations, sort of like the way my job shut down for renovations. The local diner is as well. And uh you know, they're I dropped the pies off and they're doing whatever they're doing and I kind of just got sad for a second because I don't know if it's going to be a diner anymore with whatever they're doing. And obviously it's changed ownership. Uh, the diner business is it's dying. It's it's a dying thing. And it upsets me uh, tremendously because I am a big fan of diner culture. I love a good diner. Uh, you know, uh, there's no better place to end a uh, drunken evening than at a diner. 
getting some cheese fries or a burger, nice cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger deluxe with all the fucking work, some onion rings. They always that that was always nice. You get the deluxe, you got French fries, but you would get a they'd throw you a couple onion rings because nobody really likes to order onion rings. You like you like them when they just come as a bonus, you know, like a couple of onion rings in the bottom of your fries at Burger King. It's the same thing with the diner. They they give you the bonus rings. Any good diner, any respectable diner. You could also get breakfast, which is never a bad choice. Some, you know, I just there was a lot a lot of fond memories I've had at diners. Uh you know, growing up, a lot of my me and my friends cuz most of my friends are fat fucks too. We would go to the diner. I remember the local greasy spoon around here. Me my friend Kevin, who was the bartender, my other buddy Dom, and this guy Sean, who we would basically, the four of us would walk into the diner and the cook just knew. The cook would just go, okay, these boys mean business. These boys mean business. And that we did. That we did. We would go in and we would fucking... For one, we would always, Sean actually started this. We would start with an appetizer. Everybody got an appetizer of mozzarella sticks. It was a nice, you know, just because mozzarella sticks are quick. That way we could start eating immediately. We didn't want to have to wait to eat. We wanted to basically walk through the door and just start devouring food for at least half an hour to 45 minutes. Before we would go home and pass out immediately. The best and most healthy way to enjoy a meal right before you go to sleep. Of course, we all know this. I'm pretty sure it's doctors recommend it. Um, I'm not a medical professional. But anyway, back to the diner. We would, you know, they knew us. We were the regulars. We'd walk in. They knew, drop the sticks. Drop the sticks, bring the menus, and then we'll see where we're what we're feeling today. You know, sometimes, sometimes it was the bacon cheeseburger. Sometimes a nice omelet. Build up your own omelet. You know, I'm a big fan of a nice bacon and cheddar omelet. People don't like the cheddar cheese as much in an omelet because they feel that it doesn't doesn't melt as well. Well, I. I'm okay with it because if you get a nice sharp cheddar blended with the bacon and the eggs, it the fact that it doesn't melt as well, it's almost irrelevant to me. I feel like they never properly melt the cheese in an omelet anyway, even when it's American cheese or mozzarella cheese that has a great melting factor, if you will. So I can live with the, the not as melty cheese if I'm going to have cheese too. Like, I would rather have cheddar. I would always rather have cheddar. It's the by far superior cheese in this uh, man's mind. But, yeah, you know, I mean, just great times late night at a diner. You'd run into such a cast of characters at a diner late at night, you know. And, like, 
people from all sorts of worlds, like the the drunks, you know, like a bunch of young guys like us filing in from the bar after pounding beers all night and we'd stumble in all drunk and we'd order our mozzarella sticks. But there was there was other guys in there too, you know. There would be guys who were just starting their work day, you know. You getting we're we're stumbling in there at three or four in the morning and they're on their way into work. A nice cough break in there. That was fun. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have to do that a lot this episode. Um, Where was I? The Oh, yeah, so you'd get those guys who were coming in. They're coming in to get their, you know, uh, bagel and coffee or egg sandwich or whatever. You know, get their quick breakfast in before they're heading into work. As we're just, we just got done doing work over at the bar. It was, it was just, uh, you know, you run in the guys who were sketchier than you. Like you thought you were a degenerate piece of shit for staying out drinking until three o'clock in the morning and then heading over to the diner. But then there was a guy who looked like he was tweaked out on meth, who was sitting there in the diner, just kind of rocking back and forth in a chair. Uh, maybe he's having a coffee or something. Uh, there was always like. There was always other drunk people. There would be a drunk couple. There was always that was my favorite was seeing the drunk couple who was fighting but still found time to go to the diner. Like they were having the argument at the bar, but they still decided to go to the diner anyway. I love that. That's one of my favorites. The angry fucking bitter couple. They were great because they were they were always trying. They were trying to hold it together. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to uh, put on, they, they were putting on a performance of their own. They just didn't know it because they were wasted and they were fighting. So like they're, they're having this emotional moment, but then every time the waiter or waitress came back around to the table, they tried to hold it together. Like everything was fine. You know what I mean? Like it was, no, no, fuck you. No, it was your fault. It was your fault. No, no you fuck you, bad you, blah, blah. And, like, they're going back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, like, the, the waiter comes around, like, do you guys need anything else to drink? And it's like, uh, actually, yeah, some more water would be nice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, that was very nice of you. Thank you. I just can't believe you even fucking looked at her last night. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then it's just the, the fight goes back on. It was fun. The diner was fun. I remember one time being at a diner with one of my married couple friends, and I had had a couple of drinks, and there was this old man sitting by himself at a table, and he had a burger in front of him that he wasn't eating, and there was another burger across from him with nobody sitting there. So I came up with this whole story about how his son hadn't talked to him in years. I, I really went into it. I really came up with a whole narrative. And that's the thing is I kept adding to the story. I kept telling and all of a sudden it kind of started to feel like it was coming true. Like I'm like, there's this old man and he used to come to this diner and sit in that exact booth and him and his son would get a bacon cheeseburger deluxe and they'd talk about the Met game and his little league at bats and life and then, you know, one day daddy got older and a little more surly and 
The son found out about how daddy used to hit mommy and daddy was cheating on mommy and he was a big, mean, nasty, bully drunk and daddy was, you know, whatever. I don't know. You see what I'm doing here? It's a horrible, horrible thing, but it started coming true. It was almost like I was writing the story myself as they were sitting there. But yet again, another fine diner experience, another fine uh, diner memory. Um, probably the best was the the local place right right here within walking distance of our bar where we would do most of our drinking. They they had like the the most stereotypical diner waitress you could possibly have. You know, she's got the raspy voice like this, sweetie. That's how she talks. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the diner. How you boys doing tonight? You guys want some flapjacks? What are we eating? What are we drinking? How you doing? I've been better, you know. I'm just trying to get all... I got bronchitis. I've had bronchitis. <laughs> I, I sound like I have bronchitis right now. But that's how, that's how she talked. The old diner waitress. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew her. And, you know, she'd be outside chaining down a couple of Newports in between tables. She was, you know, she, she was a late night warrior. You know, she, she didn't fucking, she had experienced life in a way that, like, nothing shocked her anymore. So no matter how fucked up the kids that were coming into the diner were late at night, she'd be like, oh, don't worry about it, sweetie. I remember one time this old man, he got stabbed right here. He got stabbed. I, I thought I thought he might have not liked the meatloaf because he ordered the meatloaf, and the meatloaf is a little old, you know. So I thought he might have been in stomach pain, but it actually, it actually was that the other customer the other customer in here, the guy, he he only got a, he had a cup of coffee and a buttered roll. He only, he got up, he, he buttered the roll himself and he stabbed the man with the butter knife. He used the butter knife to stab the man. So I had to clean him out. I was waiting for the paramedic. You know, she's basically a paramedic. You know, I was waiting for the paramedic, sweetie. I had to cut it. He was bleeding all over the place. I had to save his life. She cauterized the wound with her cigarette, you know. <laughs> I can't laugh or I'm going to start coughing. But, um, you know, it was a uh, good place to be. I remember the one time, though, it was got a little gross, was my friend ordered an omelet. Kevin orders an omelet. Kevin gets whatever. I don't know. Bacon omelet. Cheese omelet. I don't fucking know. The one I know, though, is that he didn't order blood on his omelet. And when the omelet came out, it looked like somebody. There was a couple of little red dots on the, on top of the eggs, you know, against the yellow egg. He's a little confused. He's like, what? what is that on, on my omelet? And she's like, she literally, without hesitation, she doesn't even lie. She saw she saw nothing wrong with it. She totally she's like, 
Oh, sweetie, that's just a little bit of my blood, you understand? I, uh, I was cutting the, the lemons back there. And I was cutting the lemons and I, I nicked my finger. It's just a little bit of my blood, sweetie. Don't worry about it. She was dead serious. Don't worry about it, sweetie. Maybe this is actually why the diner industry has failed. Maybe, like, maybe as I'm sitting here just, like, reminiscing on all these great diner moments, maybe I'm starting to realize why the diner actually ultimately failed to begin with was that they were bleeding. There was the blood omelets weren't the top seller, you know? But I'm going to miss the diners. These kids now, they're all, they're just spoiled rotten. They just want the food brought to their porch by like a drone and just drop there. And, you know, and that process isn't that much better either. I mean, I'm getting a little tired of these DoorDashers or these Uber Eats cunts fucking ripping the bag open and taking some of my shit. Don't take my shit. That's my shit. I wanted that shit. And I literally mean shit. Like, give me my shit food so I can take a violent, disgusting shit at a later date, at a later time, thanks to Taco Bell or McDonald's or whatever horrible fast food poison that I'm putting into my body. And these kids, or these rat fucks are taking it away. That didn't happen at the diner. They just bled a little bit on your food. You got the food, though. Just a little bit of, don't worry, sweetie, it's my blood. No big deal, sweetie. So the diner will be missed. It's going to be, you know, it's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs, but ultimately, you know, uh, I don't know if there's a way we could save the industry. I just don't, I don't see a path. It's very sad, you know, it's a piece of Americana and it's now going the way of the dodo. You know, considering um, how deathly ill I am, I really, I mean, this just shows the level of commitment that I have for my craft, my art, my my podcast, my show, my audience, my loyal listening audience. This is the dedication I give you. Packing up a lung over here, blowing my nose, all sorts of grossness. And I'm still giving you the high quality, top notch, A plus, amazing, hilarious. Uh, overarching, amazing, I said amazing, excellent experience. You get what I'm saying? I'm still giving you the high quality entertainment that you yearn for, that you die for, that you pray will come to you. And once a week it does. Once a week you get this half an hour to 45 minutes of Tubby, the pizza delivery guy, yelling, screaming, shouting, telling you about life, razzling and dazzling and 
making you feel special on the inside. I give you that all for nothing, really. Really for nothing. Cost you no money. Doesn't uh, cost you uh, a whole lot of your time, though the time that is spent listening is always quality. So my point is, what have you done for me? When is you? When are you going to reciprocate for me? How about you get out there and you subscribe, you rate, and you review? How about you follow the podcast on Instagram, at a total degenerate podcast on Instagram? Tell everybody you know, walk inside uh, a very busy restaurant and scream it. Just fucking yell it. Scream it. Mean, I would do it at my, you could do it at my restaurant, but it's, we're not a busy restaurant. So that's not really going to get to the people as well as we want. So find a busy restaurant, crowded, Friday night, packed house. Do something to draw the scene. Smack a waiter's dishes out of their hand while they're bringing out the plates of food to someone. And you go, hey, fuck stick. And you smash the plates. The food hits the ground. Everybody's aghast. Everybody's shocked. Everybody's wondering why you did it. And you wait for the lull. You wait for that quiet to kick in, right? Once it gets quiet, you you look over the crowd of people. You go, hey, the fuck, what the fuck are you listening to? Are you listening to a total degenerate podcast? Easily found wherever podcasts are found. found? Anywhere, anywhere podcasts are found, okay? Any fucking where. And how about you following the nonstop amazing content of the Total Degenerate Podcast Instagram? I bet you're not. I bet you're fucking not. And then at that point, everybody will, someone will start the slow clap. You know, that slow clap. And they'll just start nodding their head. And before you know it, the entire room will be standing ovation for you. Yes, that's you, the listener. An entire restaurant will be like, holy shit. The error of our ways. We, why didn't we do this sooner? And now they, now they know. And that is how we change hearts and minds, people. Um, that's what we got. That's what we're getting after here. So please subscribe, rate, review, and follow the podcast on Instagram. And if you've done that already, I, as always, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Slowly fucking dying here, man. Slowly dying. I hate this shit. I hate being sick. So there's a story that uh, I got to have to talk about. Speaking of dying. Um, it's a very uh, sad story of a murder of a young, young person. I believe they were 23. I, I should maybe look up the details. 
before I start talking about it. That'd probably be a good idea. Okay, so I got the deets. Here's the deal. So Brandon Miller is a star basketball player for the Alabama Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. They are right now one of the best teams in college basketball with serious aspirations of uh, winning a national championship, right? Uh, you know, that's the goal. That's the goal of any team. So this, what happened was uh, another player named Darius Miles and another dude apparently, allegedly, were arrested for uh, the murder of a 23-year-old woman. Very sad, very young. Horrible. Honestly, horrible. Now, where the story gets a little tricky is that um, the one player, Miles, who was a bench player, he was a reserve, he wasn't a starter, he was immediately tossed off the team, uh, Taken off, taken off campus, according to this. He's been removed from campus, a spokesperson said. His uh, bio has been taken off the athletic website. Uh, it's as if he never played for Alabama basketball. He was tossed, tossed to the side. Of course, he has not been convicted of any crime yet. But nevertheless, this is what was done. Now... The stunning thing that happened is in the uh, grand jury testimony, the investigator with Tuscaloosa police, I don't, I had lost his name, and I'm not going to go bother looking for it because who cares what his name is. He's the cop investigating this murder. And he name-dropped star player Brandon Miller of Alabama as the guy who brought Miles the gun, right? So let, let's break this all down real quick. So basically, uh, we got a situation of uh, being uh, an accessory to murder kind of thing because you literally brought the gun to the scene of the crime where this poor girl was shot. And apparently there was texts saying that. That's what the investigator said. So now... It's not looking good for Brandon Miller, right? You would think. You would think it's not looking good. But the problem is, he's like the star player of the team. So Alabama had some decision-making to make. Now, the other kid, they didn't waste any time. They didn't, they didn't you know, get silly and think about their national title aspirations and how he fit into that. No, they they got rid of him. But now the the kid, the other kid who is the star player, they're worried. They're not uh they're not as forthright as uh perhaps they were with the the other kid, right? So now it ends up they had a game last night. And they let Brandon Miller play in the game. And the craziest part about him playing in the game was he went off like a fucking madman. 
he went off and dominated for 40 minutes of basketball. They play a 40-minute game in college. This kid scored 41 points. That's all you really need to know. I think Alabama scored 80 for the game. He scored 41 of them, uh, including the uh, game-tying tying shot to send it to OT. And he hit um, the game winner, the game-winning shot in OT. So I guess what you really got to <laughs> ask yourself is what matters more? Justice? What? Well, I guess it's what form of justice really matters more to you. Is it justice that Alabama, a proud school, finally gets that elusive uh, basketball national title that they've yearned for? Like, I, I mean, is that what's really important here? Because <laughs> I kind of can't help but feel like that's what's important to them. They're not very concerned with the murdered 23-year-old girl who was shot in cold blood. Um, and, you know, her family has to just cry. But hopefully they are big. I hope that they're big Roll Tide family because <laughs> I guess they could be comforted by the Amazing run that Alabama basketball might go on with the guy who helped bring the gun, bring the murder weapon. All right, so your daughter was murdered, but this guy puts up, he put up 40 against South Carolina. Did you see that game? I mean, <laughs> there was chance, apparently, too, the South Carolina fans were letting him have it. They were chanting, lock him up. And he just he just went out there and balled the fuck out, I guess. I, I mean, it is a little weird. I've been seeing these social media posts, too, where it's like, you know, this kid really stepped up after some adversity. It's like, some adversity? You brought a gun to the scene of a murder that, I mean... Allegedly, of course. Allegedly. I don't want to... You know, he, he has not been proven guilty in a court of law. So let's give some benefit of the doubt. But uh, it's not looking good. That's for sure. Especially if there's text messages. Eh. The only thing that's going to make it a little more convincing would be video. I. Yikes. That's. It's pretty yikes, and it's what really gets me is that it's an academic. In, that's the thing that gets me more than anything, is the academic institution. And not yet again, like there's this, there's all this fucking fake bullshit. Like, uh, I, I don't know exactly how to call it, like upstanding morality surrounding these colleges, right? Where they act, they like to act like they're in, they're institutions, you know. Like we're an institution of higher learning, and we hold our students and faculty to a high standard of institutional greatness, and blah 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 blah. blah. But yet now, when there's a murder, like right outside your campus, 
and not one, but two of your players on one of your highly touted uh, basketball teams is uh, involved in the murder, like heavily involved, like the murderers, perhaps, uh, yet to be proven in the court of law, of course. But uh, now all of a sudden, now we don't, where's the, what happened to that institutional morality bullshit? Where is it now? Do we not care about that anymore? That doesn't matter because there's a natty on the line, right? There's a national title hanging in the balance. And you need Brandon Miller's 41 points a night to fucking get there. So that's that's what really (laughs) I had to talk about it because it's just like, what the fuck are we doing that we now have, like, I expect this type of shit from the NFL, you know what I mean? Like, the NFL, they're hired mercenaries. They're not, like, you know, necessarily uh, moral people or anything like that. But, like, colleges, they love to give you this we're on a moral high ground bullshit. And this just goes to show you how little they actually give a fuck. And no one's going to hold anyone's feet to the fire on this, by the way, either. Uh, even after they find it, like, if they find this kid guilty or whatever charges get brought up or whatever, it's just like, even if even if he's innocent, even if he's innocent, right? Like, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think the, I, the best plan of action would be to not put the guy who's involved in the, the high-profile murder case Maybe not put him on the uh, the floor that night. Maybe not have him in the starting lineup. That's just the way I think. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm the crazy one, and I'm just not valuing the justice of uh, Alabama basketball winning a title. I mean, they say sometimes winning has to come at all costs. I... I guess, you know, her family will just have to understand, hey, this is about winning a national title, so we'll deal with your dead daughter later. It's a real good look. It's a real good look for college athletics, you know? Really makes you uh, proud to be uh, an American where we uh, where we value the things that matter most. Winning basketball tournaments. This has been the longest it's ever taken me to record a podcast. I've been doing this now for a while, and I've had podcasts that, like, I mean, I remember doing a couple during the pandemic where I was doing, like, an hour and a half, two hours. I think I might even have done, like, a two and a half hour long one, which I obviously realize now that I I was torturing my listening audience of whoever that may have been at the time uh but yeah i um this has been the long cuz every fucking 10 seconds i've been interrupted every fucking 10 seconds and sometimes it's my boss calling me sometimes it's fucking a knock at the door uh fucking my friend calling me 
My friend calling me and not letting me hang the phone up. It's getting fucking to me. And that and the coughing. Like, I've had to pause just to cough. But we're finally, we're getting to the end here. We're, we're in the home stretch. And I'm just so happy to have finally gotten here, you know? Um, What else do I got for you this week? Ash Wednesday. We just passed uh, the beginning of Lent. And, uh, you know, um, it turns into a busier pizza place now. Like, we start to get out of the... Uh, the funk of the winter. Normally speaking, if we weren't, you know, half uh, renoed, half demoed, whatever the fuck uh, limbo we want to call the pizza place in right now, where I, I, I still don't know. I it could be any day now. I could be out of the job, but I still have one as of today. Um. So we're in that that hell. But the point the point being is, we've seen a little uptick. Especially yesterday because, you know, you're not supposed to eat meat. You're not supposed to eat meat if you're a good Christian. One last cough break there for you. Actually, it's not like you guys are hearing it. I'm the only doing it. I'm the only one hearing it because I keep pausing the broadcast so you don't have to hear me go, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, where was I? So, uh, yeah, Ash Wednesday. You're not supposed to eat meat if you're a good Christian. You're not supposed to eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Everybody knows <clears throat> Everybody knows this. It's been a thing for a while, for a hot minute. I, I think it's personally hilarious because I remember back in the old days, under the old regime at the pizzeria, my one boss would get all fucking annoyed when he'd see people eating meat on a Friday. He'd get like all, just start shaking his head no with disgust, like shame on you, you fucking, I don't know, just evil, not, you know, you're going to hell. He'd tell people, he'd tell people that they're going to hell because you were a uh, horrible person for not following the rules of Lent for eating meat. But, I mean, his rules were also dumb because... He would also eat meat on Fridays. He would. He would eat meat all the time during Lent. Uh, but he would say, I only eat meat on Fridays during Lent when I forget it's a Friday. So if I forget that it's a Friday, I can't help the fact that I ate some meat. That's, that's not on me. I forgot. I forgot that it was a Friday. So God knows that I forgot. So that makes me still, I'm still good. But if you know it's Friday and you still eat meat, then you're going to hell. I watched this motherfucker eat a, an entire 18-ounce steak. He, <laughs> he had a nice ribeye steak for lunch on a Friday. And then he, after he finished eating, he was like, oh, no. I forgot that it's Friday. I shouldn't have eaten that steak. What a crock of shit. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you, you completely forgot what day of the week it was because you were paralyzed by the overwhelming deliciousness of your steak. 
that you forgot that it was uh, a Friday during Lent. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, the only reason why, and this this is, goes across the board, because I've heard this from my new boss as well as my old boss, they all think that we're dumb and we don't realize why they want people to not eat meat on Fridays. They want people to not eat meat on Fridays because they own a fucking pizzeria. And what is one of the top foods that you can eat that doesn't have meat on it that everybody likes? Oh, right, pizza. Fucking pizza. So <laughs> that's why they, hey, don't don't eat meat. Be a good Christian. Give me money. This is what Jesus would have wanted. This is what his sacrifice was about. It was about us making money as pizza deli- pizza owners. I mean, I can't complain either. I, th- I don't eat meat. I you know, I make money off pizza business. It's fucking ridiculous. The hypocrisy is ridiculous. But hey, I guess you can eat it as long as you forget, right? As long as you forget what day of the week it is, and you don't remember until you finish your meal. The only the only meat I'll be having is chicken noodle soup because I'm dying. I'm dying. But I got to the I got to the 40 minute mark. We made it here. We're at the finish line. I'm about to start fucking hacking up a lung again, so it's time to to call it. But it's been a sick cast. It's been a sick cast. Very sick. And uh I appreciate you guys listening as always. Until next week.